Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always. Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I'm your host, David C., as always, and in today's episode, the Mavericks, after a hard-fought comeback, come up just a little short to the Oklahoma City Thunder, 116-108, to 108. but a lot of positives still came out of this game. So... Right away, right off the bat, we know the Mavericks were an undermanned team coming against the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight without Luka and KP in this game because of just rest. There's no injuries there, so nothing to freak out about, Mavs fans. While I know it's frustrating when we look at it, it's easy to say that they're young guys and they should be playing these back-to-back games. Let's not forget that... We have a lot of sets of back-to-back games coming up for the remainder of the season. So we don't want to just burn out our main guys right away uh, coming out the break. You know, it's a good idea to give them a little bit of rest every now and then. And and this was a team that we probably should have still beat even with our guys resting. If you look at this game, obviously it was the tale of uh, the first three quarters and then the last. (laughs) Because the Mavericks just struggled for most of this game. They made attempts to come back. Oklahoma got up, I believe, as high as 22 at a certain point in this game. But the Mavericks just kept themselves right in it. A few times getting it to where it was about 8 points. But could never really get past that until the 4th quarter. But they showed a lot of grit out there. You gotta hand it to our others. Without Luka and KP, we know exactly what we're missing. (laughs) We're missing an MVP and a really, really good player in KP. So when you don't have those two guys out there, it definitely changes the dynamic of the team and the guys just had to figure things out. That's for sure. When you look at it, obviously create more space for the rest of the guys out there because opposing teams are always going to look more at those two players. And especially Luca with his driving ability creates so much space all around the floor and you didn't see a lot of that in tonight's game a lot of the threes that were taken were either shot from very high and far behind the three-point line or with a defender right on them so it was a matter of not having Luka definitely affects the space out there and then when you take it a step further when you have Luka and KP out there it definitely makes the lives of players like Maxi Kleba Dorian Finney-Smith and Josh Richardson a whole lot easier but so many positives still came out of this game when you look at at what was able to still be accomplished even when they got down as much as they did and let's not sugarcoat it the Oklahoma City Thunder shooting tonight was absolutely absurd I believe um, even into the third quarter they were shooting 63% from the three-point line which is insane insane not many teams are going to go out on a nightly performance type basis and put up 63% shooting from the three-point line as a team so it was definitely an anomaly uh, an anomaly there but it was good that the Mavericks hung right in there and when you look at the guys who did it for the Mavericks in this game 
we definitely wanted to see something from these guys because we know what they give when Luca and KP are there. But without them, now they got a bit of spotlight put on them and what could they actually do and they definitely produced and hopefully this is kind of a springboard for these other guys moving forward when you look at who led us in this game it was Josh Richardson Richardson had 27 points one rebound and six assists he was 10 of 15 from the field and three of five from the three-point line in his 35 minutes he also had two blocks and a steal in this game and it's crazy when you look at all those stats I just said and everything that he did for this Maverick team, but he was actually still a uh, minus 17 on the plus minus out there. So <laughs> Richardson, I guess, did not play great defense, but it's really hard to do against a player like Shea Gilgris Alexander for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Alexander is a guy who just is really, really good. He is to me, a budding star in this league and someone who really has a bright future. And he showed it against Richardson in this game. Even when Richardson did play good defense against him, he just was able to still do what he wanted um, and and just do some pretty amazing things for their team. So obviously Richardson, who led us in scoring, probably didn't do as much as we're used to seeing on the defensive side. And it definitely, uh, you know, attributed to the Mavericks losing this game. But Brunson also got a start in this game, um, and Brunson had 26 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. He was 9 of 15 from the field, 2 of 4 from the 3-point line in his 35 minutes, and also had a steal. So, Brunson definitely had a really, really good game. He had some good shots when we needed him, especially when we were making our run in the fourth quarter. Now, obviously, Oklahoma just kept hitting shot after shot every time... Uh, Brunson or Tim Hardaway Jr. or Josh Richardson would make a three-point shot and we felt like we were going to have a chance to maybe get where we could take the lead. These guys just made shot after shot and just killed the hopes of the Mavericks. So it was good though that we had these guys still show out with the performances that they did. Maxi Kleba in this game uh, had 14 points, four rebounds and three assists. He was four of eight from the field and four of six. From the three-point line he, in his 28 minutes along with two steals. So Maxi is a guy who as this three-point shooting comes on, this Maverick team is really good. I know we lost this game and and it's obviously disappointing. But the fact that Maxi was able to play the way that he did along with the other players out there like Josh Richardson and Jalen Brunson. This is a time where we can really say, okay. Now you got your legs under you. Now you got your shot going while Luca and KP weren't there. Keep that shot going now once they come back. And our team is just that much more deadly. Um, Willie Colley-Stein got the start for us in this game. But Willie just, I don't know, wasn't doing good against this Oklahoma City Thunder team. Willie did have two blocks, but zero points with only four rebounds and two assists. It's not the kind of game that we're used to seeing from him. But he just was really ineffective guarding their players and doing anything else on the offensive side. He actually did take a three-point shot, and it kind of rimmed out. It actually looked like it was going to go in, but it still popped out on him. But, hey, you don't expect Willie to go out there and shoot a lot of threes, and he didn't get a lot of run out there anyway just because of the production he was given. He played 20 minutes in this game, but was 0 of 2 from the field and 0 of 1 from the three-point line. So, 
Willie is a guy who we're used to getting some energy from when he does come in off the bench. He went back into the starting lineup in this game, obviously because KP was out and really didn't have a very good game. Now, the other guy in the starting lineup, and he's a guy who I've always really liked for the Mavericks, which is Dorian Finney-Smith. He had six points, eight rebounds, and one assist in his 35 minutes out there. But let me just say this about Dorian. Lately, his defensive abilities, I guess I'll call them that, just haven't been there. He seems to... And I've seen this time and time again because, as I said, I rewatch every Maverick game eh, probably about two or three times. <laughs> but I've already seen Dorian now where he should get up on the shooter who's about to take a three-point shot. He puts his arm up and almost does a little stutter step in the direction of them instead of actually jumping to defend the shot or just rushing further to him. And it always gives the shooter enough time and space to make the shot over him. I, I'm not sure why he's doing this. He's a good enough defender where he's fast enough to recover if they do try to do a move on him. So I'm just not understanding why he doesn't rush at some of these shooters the way he should. And really help this team on the defensive end like we're used to seeing from him. But it's just one game against a, a Thunder team that was definitely looking for a little bit of revenge as we took care of them pretty easily in the last game before the break, and that was even without Luka. But in this game, obviously, no Luka and no KP as well. We didn't have the same results. Now, in the fourth quarter, the Mavericks were down 15 points. <laughs> 15 points uh, to this t uh, Thunder team and were able to get themselves right back in it. And it was definitely in big part to Tim Hardaway Jr. Again, coming off the bench, Tim Hardaway had 24 points, six rebounds and one assist. He was seven of 18 from the field and four of eight from the three point line in his 32 minutes out there. So Hardaway Jr. Definitely started out slow out the gates. He didn't have the best shooting night. It was a situation where, he didn't get it going really into the fourth quarter. And had we gotten more production from him just throughout the game, maybe it would have been a little bit closer. But the first three quarters just, just killed us. <laughs> uh, this game was pretty much lost in those three quarters because in the fourth quarter, obviously the Mavericks showed a lot of fight and a lot of heart and just something that we needed to see from the others out there on this Maverick team. Because... Obviously, when you look at us and when every team thinks about playing us, you're thinking about Luka first and foremost, and then you think about KP, but you don't give a lot of attention or credit to players like Richardson and Brunson and Tim Hardaway Jr. when you usually go up against the Mavericks anymore, and Tim Hardaway is a guy that when he gets hot can really get hot and explode for this Maverick team we've seen it time and time again where he has 30 plus performances coming in off the bench so it was good to see another good game from Tim Hardaway Jr. off the bench and really the only guy who contributed uh off the bench for us was Tim Hardaway Jr. because James Johnson probably had I want to say his worst game as a Maverick <laughs> it wasn't his prettiest game James Johnson had a few air balls from the three-point line and it was funny on the broadcast where um, James Johnson shot a three-point shot and it was so bad that it literally didn't touch the rim and just caught the net. And even Mark Folliwell 
thought it went in on the Fox Sports Southwest broadcast. He was, oh, <laughs> he reacted to it. And even Derek Harper said himself he thought it went in, but obviously it didn't. It was an error in the net. And then I want to say maybe a minute later, he got another wide-open three-point shot and did the exact same thing. <laughs> he just threw up an air ball. So it was kind of strange for James Johnson in that respect. He didn't have the best defensive um, stances in this game either. Uh, like I said, probably his worst game as a Maverick. Johnson had four points and one assist, was only one of four from the field in 14 minutes. He did have a block, but still, it just was not his best overall performance in a Maverick uniform. And I'm getting more accustomed to seeing him do good things and run good offense whenever some of our players are out, but it just wasn't his game. It just really wasn't. It was a bad night for James Johnson. And you can say the same for Dwight Powell and Trey Burke. Trey Burke. Played 18 minutes, only had two points and three assists. He had, was one of six from the field and 0 of two from the three-point line in 18 minutes. So Trey Burke is a guy that we kind of need to have nights where he explodes on a night like this. We we needed it from him and Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off the bench. And we just didn't get it from, from him tonight. And it's starting to get a little bit more concerning when, with Burke when you look at his overall numbers. He just doesn't seem to be hitting the shots at the same pace he was last season. Who knows what the reason is. Hopefully he can snap out of it and really start helping us off the bench. But had we had his uh, shooting production better tonight, then it's definitely a closer game. Because the Oklahoma City Thunder obviously have a lot of young guys and some talent out there. But if we have our guys who are having good shooting nights from beginning to end, then we probably still easily take this win. Because we've seen it for those first three quarters. It was as ugly as could be for us. We couldn't shoot the three. We couldn't just shoot at all unless it was a somewhere around the um, free throw line jumper. But we really should have been a lot better had guys like Trey Burke and James Johnson given us just a little bit more than they did off the bench. Now, Dwight Powell, um, I, I, I guess he got hurt when he dove after a ball on the floor. Uh, I don't know what to say about Powell anymore. He's basically just a trade filler in any trade that will ever happen with the Mavericks, if a trade ever does indeed take place. I just don't see him being a part of our rotation and really helping us anymore right now. He just isn't the style of player that we need. The fact that he can't shoot definitely doesn't help the Mavericks. So I, uh, I really liked Powell, and I liked what he was for this team prior to his injury, but he's just not the same player anymore, and... It's, it's just sad to see. I wish you well, pal, and I hope you do come back and make me eat my words, but I just don't see it happening. Now, early in the game, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder have some young guy who's seven foot two and just a mountain of a man out there and was doing a lot of good things for them. So Rick tried his best to slow him down, um, <laughs> but it wasn't that easy. Uh, I believe his name was Brown. He ended up with 8 points and 12 rebounds in this game. He definitely set a nice little record for himself there. But we threw Boban out there on the court for a few minutes to try to match up with him. And of course, Boban, who just does Boban things, had 4 points and 5 rebounds in 5 minutes, along with a block. <laughs> it's just insane production every time Boban steps on the court that he gives to the Mavericks. And it's funny sometimes. I wonder why when we do play some of these bigger centers in the league that Boban doesn't get more minutes. Now, I, I get it. 
His defense is not the best. It's actually pretty easy to drive around Boban, but sometimes his size can just intimidate guys down there, and it definitely helps. We've seen against players like Jokic, who have historically struggled, even though Jokic did have one big game against us this last time. He usually doesn't do as well against us when he has to play against Boban. So if it works against Jokic, why wouldn't it work against some of these other players that are big in the league? But... Hey, I'm not a coach. I'm not Carlisle. I'm definitely not a, as smart as that man. So I don't want to question him too much when it comes to coaching moves. I just find it funny that when Boban's out there, his points and rebounds usually always match or exceed the number of minutes that he out that he's actually out there on the court. So something that's interesting there. Um, obviously, we know he's not very young, and at that size, he obviously can't play a lot of minutes anyway. But just 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 my thoughts on that. Maybe. Beaumont should just get more of a run every now and then. Um, <laughs> it's hard for me not to chuckle here because as we did come into this game, knowing Luca and KP were going to be out, I think most Mavs fans, myself, okay, we're going to get to see some Tyrell Terry and some Josh Green and um, maybe some Tyler Bay, but it didn't actually happen. Unfortunately, Josh Green... Um, only got to play two minutes in this game and had one rebound. Now, he did look a little out of control when he had the ball in his hand. He kind of just, I think, had two turnovers or just two ugly possessions during his limited minutes out there. So, uh, we know Carlisle doesn't have a lot of patience for rookies when they make mistakes, especially. So, I wanted to see Green play more minutes tonight, especially when we got down by 20 or whatever the case was. Maybe it was time just to throw players out like those rookies and... Tyler Bay didn't even play, neither did Tyrell Terry. So I think that was the only thing that kind of bothered me a little bit when I looked at this game because I, I, I'm not bothered that we lost. I'm not bothered that KP and Luka sat out out of this game. I, I'm really not because it is important when you're looking at big picture-wise to not just keep playing your guys in back-to-backs anymore. It's just, I know what players used to do, and I know what Dirk used to do, because Dirk was an Iron Man and a machine in a Maverick uniform. But we just don't live in that time anymore. This is a completely, totally different generation. And another part, just separate from that, is the fact that injuries happen more commonly now. If you've noticed... Do you, I don't remember back in the day, Carl Malone and Jordan and Barkley and all these guys being out significant amounts of time due to injuries. It's a lot more commonplace now, and the injuries are a bit more brutal when you look at the way some of these things happened out there. So I don't think it's a bad thing, Mavs fans, to have them rest. As I said, I know it's disappointing for us to lose this game. We obviously were on a four-game streak, and it would have been nice to make it five, but it's okay. We don't got to question coaching every time a loss happens, especially when you got two of your basically all-stars out of this game, one MVP candidate and one potential all-star. So when you got two guys out like that, and you lose a game in which you were down by 20 points and still got to within two points in the final minutes of the fourth quarter, you can't really question coaching. You can't have your cake and eat it too. That's just not the way it is. You can't have everything all the time. With two stars out, your team's going to struggle. And the Oklahoma City Thunder team are, have, were actually 12-2 and two over their last 14 games coming into this. So it's not like there's some 
slouch or pushover team either. Uh, I made a comment where I, I even said that, ah, it's just a thunder. It's okay if we rest our guys. Not even realizing what their record had been over the last 14 games. So it's, it's, it's funny to look at. I understand that people are going to be upset when Luka and KP don't play. You definitely are going to be upset when you had an opportunity to keep the momentum after having a four-game streak. But it's okay, Mavs fans. It's all right. We lost to a young team without our two stars. We're going to be okay moving forward. This one's nothing to worry about. Let's just sweep it under the rug, call it a loss, and let's move on. Let's not blame Carlisle or uh, the management team, and now we have to make a trade after losing this, those two guys. So it's all right, Mass fans. A lot of positives still. Getting to see all of our guys like Brunson, Richardson, Hardaway put up big points along with Maxi Kleba and, and really show a lot of heart. Because as I said, being down about 20 points in this game, it would have been easy for them to hang their heads and just say, okay, we don't have KP. We don't have Luka. We're going to lose. It's all right. We're not going to worry about it. I think it's pretty easy to have that mind frame when uh, your important guys are out like that and you're losing by that much. But the Maverick team stayed together. They didn't lose heart and they got themselves right back into it. All the timely shots that were hit in the fourth quarter, everyone just hitting threes like crazy. That's what we needed the whole game. And that's what was still good to see from this team without Luka and KP. We know what we are, Mavs fans. We know we're a great team in the West right now and in the contention. I don't think we need to concern ourselves as much with playoff seeding as far as just making sure our guys are healthy because we're going to make the playoffs. Luka and KP in this lineup are going to win us a lot more games in this season, so I wouldn't be too concerned with it. So the Mavericks lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder 116-108, to but it's all right, Mavericks. Everything is going to be all right. So, as I said, the Mavericks do have their next game coming up this Saturday against the Denver Nuggets at 9 o'clock on NBA TV and probably locally on Fox Sports Southwest. Denver's another really good team who's ahead of us in the standings, and we may get a bowl bond sighting because Joker uh, is going to... Uh, be there for Denver and we know what he can do a dynamite player also in the MVP race so it's it should be a good game once we have KP and Luka come back and face this Denver Nugget team I think we have a chance to win it I think we definitely play well against the Denver Nuggets so hey let's look to get right back on the winning side of things so that's it for today's episode, Mavs fans. It was a disappointing night, but a nice, nice effort from the other guys. So I hope you enjoyed what you heard in today's episode. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, follow, and share with your friends. And don't forget about Instagram. See you next time, Mavs fans. Thanks a lot.